The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Through a mix of solo and interview episodes, I want to showcase all the different ways the spirit world helps guide our daily lives, whether it's through intuition, signs, mediumship, channeling, the mystical, or the paranormal, our altruistic spirit guides and other members of our loving soul team are always there, ready, able, and willing to guide us. Welcome to another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. I'm your host, Laura West, and I have with me today my amazing guest, therapist, author, and witch, Theodora Pendragon. Hello, Theodora. Thank you so much for being here today. Hello, Laura. Thank you for inviting me. I had the absolute pleasure of recently being a guest on your podcast, and I love what it is that you are doing with the work that you do as far as giving support to people who no longer want to live in fear and want to live in their truth. So I am super excited to now have you on as a guest on my show. So to get us started, Theodora, I wanted to first ask you, how has spirit guided your life? Spirit has guided my life since I was a child, but I didn't always listen. And it wasn't until probably my late teens when I started really thinking, I have guides. They're telling me what to do and I need to listen. I need to stop ignoring them. But also when I have ignored them, roadblocks come up and I have to take detours. And then finally I'll get on the right path. It's like, I should have listened. I have to take the path of least resistance. So I'm better at that now at my age. Oh, that's great. Well, can you share what was life like for you as a child? There was some confusion about religion. My mother was Catholic. My father was Lutheran. And so there was a battle of which religion was the better religion. Which religion will the children be baptized? Catholic, Lutheran. And it wasn't until I was 12 and my sister was born that I realized how they battled this. So when my sister was born, my mother said, okay, we're going to baptize her as a Catholic. There were several arguments, and I thought, there's no one religion that's better than the other. It's personal preference. But I didn't buy into any religion because I was in tune with nature, and I was attracted to astrology, tarot cards. So I had a fascination with that early on. How did your family take to those fascinations that you had? I don't even think they realized that it was a passion for me. They thought it was just my little entertainment. Well, I just play with these little cards and I like knowing what people's zodiac sign is. I didn't get any pushback from them, but I did have to go to church. 
I had to go to church and I had to go to CCD class. But I only like CCD class because that's where the boys were. <laughs> <laughs> what is CCD class? It's like a catechism class. It's a Catholic class that oh, got it. Okay. you go to after church. Yeah. <laughs> where the boys are. That's where the boys were. <laughs> uh, I love it. So I know I'm fast forwarding a lot here. I want to talk to you about the book that you wrote. And if you can share with everybody what the title is. The title of my book is Taking the Flight Out of the Broom Closet. Okay, so fantastic. (laughs) Can you first share what that book is about? The book is about people who follow what some would refer to as alternative spirituality, but I don't believe we're alternative at all, not mainstream. And they're afraid to come out of the proverbial broom closet because family and friends, co-workers, the world will not accept them. And the reason I decided to write the book is because I'm a therapist and I've worked many years with helping people come out of the rainbow closet. But somehow I did not think that I applied to any closet until I was attending It was either a Samhain ritual or a Yule ritual. I can't remember what it was. But the high priestess announced that we could not take photographs because not everyone's out of the broom closet. I thought, there's another closet here. (laughs) I can't even take pictures at this event because there are people who want to remain hidden. A few days later, I woke up in the middle of the night and said, I have to write a book about coming out of the broom closet. So you did. Yes, I did. So I guess that that also explains what inspired you to write that book. So how did you end up at an event like that to begin with? How did your witchy journey start? It was very gradual. So I had my beliefs as an adolescent. Then I joined the army and I had a roommate. I moved in. She was already in the room and I was moving in. I was new and She told me, you need to know this about me, but I'm a witch. I said, you're a witch? What does that mean? So she explained and I thought, I think I'm a witch. (laughs) And so that's how it started. And we were great roommates and I learned a lot from her. She was a hereditary witch, so she grew up with witches. And so this was new to me, but that was pretty much the beginning of my journey and labeling myself as a witch. So I was 20 then. Okay, got it. So what did it look like for you from about 20 when you realized what it was that you were to writing this book? I know it's probably a pretty big span of time. Oh, oh yeah, we're talking several decades. (laughs) So in the meantime, I attended graduate school and became a therapist I worked for the government for many years until I went into private practice and then helping people come out of the rainbow closet. So when I wrote the book, I wanted it to be a therapeutic approach, a self-help book. And what I did was I interviewed over 100 people for this book because everybody has a different journey and everybody has a reason to come out and not come out of the closet. Out of those 100 people, I chose 36 stories, and they're in the second half of the book. And they're all beautiful stories. People from all professions and backgrounds, 
and they talk about why they came out of the closet. And some people chose not to come out of the closet. So you use like aliases or just remain anonymous in your book? Some of them use their real names and others use aliases. Yeah. Or their witch name, their craft name. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. Okay. So what's the definition of a witch to you? Oh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) We each have our own path, but we're connected to nature. We believe in magic, casting spells. Not all witches are the same. We're healers. Yeah, that's true. It's funny because I think that a lot of people, maybe I'm one of them, didn't realize that a lot of what I do could be classified as a witch. I don't know. There's something about that that I absolutely love. I love being a part of that community. I kind of do my own thing. I don't really follow anything. I just go with what feels intuitively good. And maybe a lot of people do that. But there's something about spirituality and being a witch, there feels to be so many similarities. What do you think? There are. And some people are witchy, but they don't want to use the word witch. They'll say, I'm intuitive. I'm psychic. I'm a medium. I'm a healer. Some people have a hard time with the word witch. I think it's a beautiful word. And I think witches are beautiful. Whether they're a man or a woman or an adult or a child, I'm proud to say I'm a witch. Yes, yes. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Why do you think that is? I have my ideas, but I want to hear from you. Why do you think people have a hard time sharing that about themselves? I believe it's because society has been indoctrinated for many centuries that witches are bad, they're sorcerers, they're evil, many labels. And it's been an indoctrination for many centuries. It's not something new. So we need to get through that. So you mentioned spell casting, rituals, things like that. How do you perform your spells or your rituals? Do you follow a certain type of practice or do you do your own thing? What does it look like for you? A combination of both. I learn a lot from my other friends. What has worked for you? I'll have to try that. Oh, do you want to do a money spell? Yeah. Which one do you use? Oh, I haven't tried that ingredient. I'm going to do that. <laughs> nice. So we collaborate a lot. Well, that's great. So it sounds like you found a community of other witches. Yes, I've attracted them. They found me and I found them, which is wonderful because I live in the Bible Belt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty incredible then. So you have this podcast. And that's how you and I met was through your podcast, Witch Casting with Theodora Pendragon. And on there, you have met many lovely people to come in and share about their own personal stories. I guess coming out of the broom closet is from my understanding of it. Can you share some of what you've learned since starting your podcast? And how long have you had your podcast for? Actually, my podcast is relatively new. I started it in February of 2023, 
And the reason I started it is because I was at a festival and there was a tarot reader that I was very attracted to. I thought, this woman, I have to have a reading from her and I don't know why. So she did a reading for me. And one thing she told me was, you're not using your voice. You need to use your voice. You need to find a purpose for that voice. And I thought, well, I don't know what that means. The very next morning, the very, very next morning, I woke up (laughs) and the first thing that came to my mind was, I have to do a podcast. That's it. It's a podcast. I can use my voice to do a podcast. (laughs) So that's when I decided that I wanted to do witch casting with Theodore Pendragon to debunk misinformation and misconceptions about pagans, witches, and all of us magical people. What has the response been so far? It has been incredible because I started out thinking that I wanted to do, my goal was to get enough people on my podcast to release one episode a week. So I started that recording about two or three months before I released any of the episodes. And so I had a bank of episodes recorded. And I thought, well, this is a really good start. So if I run out of people, hopefully I'll still be able to maintain one a week. But I have been able to release two episodes a week since then. And I just keep recording. So I'm going to keep recording and releasing two a week until I run out of people. And then maybe I'll just go to once a week. (laughs) (laughs) That takes a lot of energy. It's not easy to create a podcast episode from start to finish. So from finding the guests and then scheduling the recording, recording, and then doing any sort of editing, and then finally putting it out there. So that's impressive twice a week for as long as you have been so far. That's amazing. It is. It takes a lot of energy, but I feel very passionate about it. So I'm excited about every guest that I find. I'm like, oh, another beginning. I know, right? After a conversation, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this episode to come out. So I definitely get it. But it does take passion to be able to sustain something like this for so long because it does require a lot, but I love it too. Hence why we're on each other's podcasts. Right. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, it looks like you had recently opened a store. Is that correct? I did. Did you see that? I did. I saw it on social media. I saw that you had posted about it. Did you want to talk about that? Okay. I opened it last week. Congratulations. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I guess I don't have enough projects, so I had to make a store. <laughs> so the name of my store is witchcasting.shop. So instead of .com or .net or .whatever, it's a .shop. So it's witchcasting.shop. And they're all my designs. I have t-shirts. I have coffee mugs. I have tote bags. And it's all about, hey, I'm going to announce my spirituality on my stuff so everybody can see it. Ooh, I love it. Okay. I will make sure to include the link in the show notes, because I'm going to hop on there and browse around too. Yeah, witchcasting.shop. Perfect. So earlier you had mentioned, just briefly, you had mentioned your guides. Can we talk about guides? What are guides to you? And can you talk about yours? My guides come through me. And I don't know how to explain it because it's not like a voice. It's a knowing. It's a knowing to take this path or that path. 
And sometimes if I can't make a decision, I say, okay, I'm going to let the guides tell me what to do and it will come to me. It may not come to me at that moment. It may come to me in a week, but it will come to me. It's something as simple as trying to find a name for your podcast. What is it going to be? Don't put any pressure on me. I'm just going to let it go. And then my guides are going to tell me. So I hand it over to them a lot because that's taking the road of least resistance. I'm not putting pressure on myself. I'm just letting it happen. I love that. Just like how when you were told to use your voice and it came to you the next morning. That was fast. That's a fast one. (laughs) That was a fast one. That was good. So what are guides to you? Guides is the higher self. My higher self has my best interests at heart. My higher self knows what to do. Me, ego me, may not know. And what do you mean by ego? The ego is the human part of me. It's the part of overthinking. It's trying to be logical. It's overanalyzing. And sometimes it takes work and telling myself, no, let it go. Let it go. Don't put pressure on yourself. Just let it come naturally. And that's when my guides come to me. So what was that process like for you learning how to communicate with your guides, knowing when it was them and what that felt like for you? Learning to listen because there were many times in my life when I wanted something really badly and things got in the way and it wasn't meant to be. I was trying to make it happen. It wasn't supposed to happen. And I've had a few of those life lessons and I look back and think, you know, my guides tried telling me I didn't listen to the signs. I think we can all relate to that. Well, then, so in relation to spell casting, if there's something that you want, for instance, say, for instance, like a money spell, like you had mentioned before, and you do the spell, but nothing happens. Is it similar to that? Or does it always happen? If you do a spell, is it always going to happen? Well, manifesting, we never know when it's going to manifest. It may manifest tomorrow or in three years. We don't know, but we have to have faith that it's going to come through for us. So with spell casting, you can't be obsessed with casting spells. Let's just say you want something. You can become obsessed with that thing that you want and cast spells over and over and over again to get that one thing. You've already created doubt in your mind that you're not getting it or else you would have casted that spell one time and just let it go and know that it's going to work. And I've seen people do that. I have a friend who was obsessed with this guy and she casted several love spells. I said, stop, stop. Don't do that. You already have created so much doubt. And plus, you shouldn't be doing love spells anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, what a fine line, huh? Of doing it once and then just letting it go and trusting. Right. Trusting. Trusting. Believe you already have it. Feel that you already have it. Right. Can you share, I don't know, I'm being drawn to talk about Book of Shadows. Can you talk to that about the Book of Shadows? Yes. So the Book of Shadows is kind of a secret book. And the reason it's called Book of Shadows is because during the times that witches had to be hidden because we weren't allowed to practice witchcraft. 
the spells and rituals were written in a book and it was hidden because it needed to be passed down to our descendants. Well, we still have that name, Book of Shadows. And in there, we write our spiritual journeys. We write our spells. We document, at least I do, I document rituals. I put pictures in of festivals that I've been to. It's just a scrapbook of all my magical stuff. If I pick up a fancy leaf, it's in that book. That's wonderful. Yes, and mine's very pretty. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, like a journal almost, but more specific genre, perhaps. So do you have other witches that live close to you or close enough where you guys can get together? Yes, several. I get together with them often. We have lunch together. We have rituals together. Mm -hmm. For someone who might be curious, what does it look like when a group of witches come together for a ritual? I think it'd be just like people at a gym coming together to work out. We're doing something together that we enjoy. We don't look unusual. (laughs) We just look like normal people. But I have to say October is pretty fun because we can dress up and people think that we're just dressing up for a Halloween party. I get compliments all the time at the grocery store. like, wow, I like your witch hat and I like your outfit. That's pretty. I was like, oh, thank you. I should do this in March. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see what happens. So didn't you just go to some sort of event? Are you talking about the festival where I did a book signing? Oh, let's talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, that was All Hallows Market, and it was held at a little witch shop called Alter Space Crystals in New Braunfels, Texas. I believe it's the only witch shop in that town. It's attracting a lot of witches, and it's a very conservative Christian town. So we're really welcoming the crowd to these festivals. It was the biggest one that she's had, and the owner of the store is Elizabeth Dixon. She's a lovely lady. And you can find her on Instagram. She's Alter Space Crystals. It's kind of interesting that in your area where you say you're in the Bible Belt, how many witches there are people who maybe identify as a witch are in that area. It attracted so many people and people are excited to attend these festivals. We're popping up everywhere. Witch shops are all over the place. Back in the 80s, I remember there was only one witch shop, maybe two. And now I can't even count how many there are. Yeah. Is Elizabeth, was she a guest on your podcast? Yes, she was. Oh, okay. I did hear that episode. Yes. Which was really cool to hear the courage that she had to open up a storefront like that. Right. In this area. Yeah. Everything found a place for her, too. So that was a nice story. And it was something like a witch in Texas living her dream job or something to that effect. I think that's what I titled it. (laughs) Yeah, that's Uh wonderful. So I guess a good question would be for somebody who is in a similar situation, who is in a very conservative town, and they want to find other people like them who have the same interests and beliefs like them. How would you suggest that they go about finding people in their area? Social media. You can find so many groups on Facebook. You can do searches on Instagram. I started on Facebook and then I went to Instagram eventually, but you can find all kinds of groups. And that's a really good connection because you'll find out what 
events are happening in your area. Oh, that's great. And I also wonder too, because you had mentioned that these other witches, they sort of found you. Is it one of those things where if you put it out there in the universe, it just attracts them? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And every witch knows a witch. So you make one connection, you'll make 10, 20 more from those. So true. So before we wrap up our interview, Theodora, I wanted to ask you if you had a message that you could share for the listener for the time that they hear this episode. The message I have as far as being authentic, think of it this way. Each snowflake is delicate and unique. Yet when they come together, they have the power to create a winter wonderland of adventure. Think about the solitary witch as a delicate snowflake. But as a group, we have a chance to emerge with greater acceptance. When we express ourselves freely and honestly, the outside world will change as a result. Oh, I love that. That's wonderful. Now, where can people find your book? The quickest way to get the book is on Amazon, taking the flight out of the broom closet. It's available wherever books are sold, but that's the quickest way. Our wonderful Amazon, so you'll get it in a few days. But you can get it at Barnes & Noble. You can get it, I even saw it at Walmart. Wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's really great. Yeah. Well, I will definitely make sure I get myself a copy. So thank you so much. And Theodora, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your knowledge and your story with us so far. Really appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you. I do have one more thing to say. Oh my gosh, please. There's never been a better time to be a witch. And that was another episode of a Guided Life podcast. To connect with me via my socials or for links to my book titled Guided or my card deck called From Your Spirit Guides, please visit my Linktree site at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash guided west. Thanks so much for tuning in and until next time, love and light always. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.